And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. Hello, welcome in. What a day it's been. Hogan John's with you. Late night edition. Who needs hard knocks right now? Turn your TVs off and turn on Hogan John. Sorry for our delay. Call it a hold in. Hold out. Hold something. Yes. Uh, it was not a hold in. It was just... It was a hold on. It was a hold on. When, you know, when I texted you earlier today and said that literally every minute of my day was booked till 10 p.m., that was not a lie. Uh, even though I guess we're technically starting it's this. It's 9.10 p.m. I know. I know. So well, that is a lie. <laughs> well, it no, isn't. Well, it well, it isn't. It counts. isn't because, uh, you know, the the real loser in this situation is James not getting to be put to bed by me right now. But uh, Give him 20 minutes. I think he's fine. No, no, mom's taking care of it. It's all good. He got to go to Bears practice today. That was actually cool. My dad and uh, and my son came today. So it's Family day. Uh, family fest. Family day. Fam- you know, when we, when we concocted the idea yesterday... Uh, certainly did not expect to get a 7:44 uh, tweet for me in Rappaport with a uh, statement from the star linebacker who is actually holding in, saying that he's requesting a trade, and then have a surprise press conference uh, from the general manager without any heads up at all from the Chicago Bears that it was happening. Um, so yeah, the day got complicated. It's all good, and we snuck in a Carmel football practice in there. No days off, John. Two hours. I love. Don't you just find it really interesting that he's negotiating through Ian Rappaport? <laughs> that, that part, that part's like the most bizarre part of it. At all. Like, like, I can't wait to tell. Like, whenever this deal signs, or heck, maybe even when he's traded, who knows? We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. I would love to detail how their relationship, right? Like, came why? To yeah, why not why? Schefter? Why not I don't us? Know. Could have had him on the podcast. Could have read you, a statement here. You know, Schefter's doing too. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. you know it. Yes. Now, does Ian get his 3%, 5%, 10%, whatever it is? I don't even know these days. Well, I think the going rate's 5 right? Okay. Does he get it? I don't know. He should. I'm just saying. He should. What a bizarre thing this has turned into. Just, like, I was, I was thinking about this earlier. John's like, okay, let's say that the Bears were like, all right, we'll trade you. Like, how does that work? Because usually then the agent gets involved to help facilitate the trade and negotiate the contracts with multiple different teams to figure out what's the best one. Sometimes this stuff has already taken place in back channels, right? Like yeah. the, the conversations are already being had, text messages are being exchanged. We know agents travel around. You know, casual conversations turn into real conversations. Things happen, but he's representing himself, which I think is part of the problem. I really do. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, here's the deal. We're this is not going to be a terribly long podcast, but we wanted to make sure we got you something before the day was over. And um, and we're we're glad we're here. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Johnsy's got his 
five thoughts up on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to get those most important thoughts. Uh, and then I have a newsletter coming out tomorrow morning that'll be in your inbox. So if you want to still sign up for that, if you're not signed up for that, go to allchgo.com, become a member. Uh, in that process, you can click on the little newsletter thing, um, and w- that will be in your inbox tomorrow morning when you wake up. So there's still plenty of uh, uh, things in there. And beyond the Roquan stuff, one of my favorite things, John, as you know I do this every year, is the uh, first impressions of the rookie class, which maybe we'll get into on this podcast a little bit later in the week. But that is in tomorrow's Bears Things newsletter. Um, all right. Let's start here. What was your, and you kind of hinted on it there, what was your initial reaction to just the statement from Roquan Smith, the trade request, and maybe even the way it was delivered? I think, well, <laughs> the delivery was, it's it's curious because he's going through a Nashville reporter, but that's a different story. What stood out to me about his statement was the line about the McCaskey family. Like calling out the McCaskies, saying he hasn't talked to the McCaskey family. He hasn't talked to specifically George McCaskey because he's the one who's involved in football operations. You don't like to hear that, but that's how the new structure works. Ryan Poles reports directly to, to George McCaskey. And I just thought it was odd, strange. You could talk to George McCaskey anytime you want. I've talked to him multiple times yes. since camp started. He's just riding around on a scooter all the time. You're not he's, lying. That's real. He's right there. He's got yes. his hat on. The last day they were at Hallis Hall, that was open. There he was walking by him. He's walking by me in Fishbane, like right there. Like, hello. Good to see you. Yeah. Not hard to do. Like, we're joking a little bit. Well, of I course don't... we are, but <laughs> that, that, that part, that, that sounded like a, that part seemed like a cry for help. Like, George, please save this. You know, Here's what I thought was the underrated moment of the entire day, though, Johns. Have you ever heard of a player request requesting a tra- like formally putting in a request for a trade and then standing on the practice field a couple hours later? Not not just any practice field, but going to Soldier Field during Family Fest, which is quite quite a pain to be honest with you. It is, and like participating in. Like calisthenics, he had the rope out there. He was doing sit-ups on the sideline. Yeah, with other injured players, just seemed to be part of his routine. Like as but, if the statement was never even issued. Right. I mean, if your feet are really dug in, dug in, isn't this the time where you finally stop showing up on a daily basis? Like you're asking to go to a different team. Well, then it's not a holding. Now he's holding out. I don't know. If, well, now he's potentially losing money. Then right. I guess, but now you have you put out a statement that said. Um, let's see. I have it right here. It's some harsh words in there. That's what I mean. Like this wasn't just a random statement. Like, Hey, I formally requested a, uh, a trade. I'll get, I mean, I'll give you some uh, sneak peek into the newsletter tomorrow morning, but Smith's statement, as I put in my newsletter was pretty damn bold claiming quote, the new front office regime doesn't value me here. They've refused to negotiate in good faith. John's, that would qualify as a strong charge coming directly from an agent in one of these negotiations, which sometimes you see. Sometimes you'll see like Drew Rosenhaus does in an interview, or sometimes an agent puts out a statement when they're saying, hey, we've we've exhausted all options. My client needs a trade. 
you know, and then there'll be some charge, you know, you'll throw out some accusations here and there. This is coming straight from the player. I mean, that alone is crazy. So you think after all that, I, I just I didn't expect him to see on the on the field no, a couple no. hours later. That's guys, this is what I'm getting at. I'm like, okay, this is the point where it turns into a holdout. I want to be on a different team now. Like your guy Nick Moriano took a picture on the sideline, literally talking to the director of or the president of communications, Brandon Faber. <laughs> Side note: What kind of camera does phone camera does that dude have? Yeah, he took impressive. that from the press box. That's impressive. Different game your guys playing apparently. Well, um, yeah. Little side note on that phone though. Takes great photos. Doesn't do much else besides that. Green Ouch. bubble. Oh, green bubble phone. Green oh. bubbles are the worst. Oh. And then. I don't know what that is. You know, the text bubbles when they're green. Oh, yeah. They screw up all your group chats. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. No, I don't even include them in group text. And then we had like a conference call yesterday, and apparently you can only hear one of the five people. On, like, okay, the great cam- you have a camera. You don't have a phone. It's a, f- it's a camera that tries to be a phone. Yes, go get an iPhone. But sweet photo of Roquan Smith from the press box. Yes. Uh, to go back to the George McCaskey comment. Yes, we were joking around a little bit about George literally riding a scooter around camp. That's happening, but he's, but he's talking to fans. He strikes me as just very accessible. That, that applies to everybody on campus, players included, coaches included. You know he's talking to Ryan Poles. That's who Ryan Poles reports to. So, of course, he's up to date on everything that's going on with Roquan Smith. So if he wants to talk to George McCaskey, I'm sorry. I think George McCaskey will tell him things he doesn't want to hear. And again, that's part of the problem. I think since since Roquan Smith is in charge of his own negotiations, he's probably hearing things he doesn't want to hear that players typically don't hear. Typically, yeah. it's the agents that get this message, they water it down, and they bring it to their players. Yes, there's more some agents more honest than others, but you get what I'm getting at, right? Like, he's probably hearing things from the Bears that... <laughs> Doesn't agree that he doesn't agree with, and there's some yeah. emotions involved. I mean, Ryan Poles hinted that hinted that that today. I mean, there's definitely some emotions involved now. Yeah, I, th- I think, and and so I guess that's the other side of this. Ryan Poles' decision to have a press conference and address it directly. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this, Johns. I think it's it's. Significant for many different reasons, but what was your initial reaction? Say that again. Just the the Ryan Poles deciding to have a press conference and address this. That well, he should. Yeah. I like that, and it did remind me. I, I think you put this out on Twitter. Like Ryan Pace did the same thing eventually with the Kevin White fiasco. Like eventually, as a new young GM, enough was enough. He had to step in front of the cameras and answer for what was going on with his first pick. Uh, of his tenure. Then he disappeared a bit. I hope this is a sign of things to come from Ryan Poles. Report goes out. He gets roasted by a star linebacker in a statement released to the NFL Network, the league's own network. It was a good sign that he came out and I don't want to say play a little defense, but when you talk about using words like record-setting, that they had a record-setting offer or parts of their offer were record-setting, that's them coming to. That's more than defense. It's 
you know, we can negotiate publicly too if you want Roquan Smith. We could play this game if you want. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a there's a there's a few things here. I mean, like, first of all, as it pertains to the previous regime, like even when Ryan Pace did that, it, that was his first training camp. Very similar situation, actually, with just like sort of a different controversy because it wasn't contract related. It was his first round pick that was dealing with an injury that, quite frankly, the team boggled publicly for too long. And it was almost <laughs> no, like a necessity. Fox bungled that publicly too long. Yes. Right. But Purposely it got to the point. It, yes. But that, I think, was the first example of hey, you don't have to leave everything to the head coach to address. You're the GM. You have the ability to address things too from time to time. It doesn't have to be every day, but just as things are warranted. And even in that case, it was too late. Like he waited until there was a setback and Pace had to actually come out and be like, yeah, probably not going to play all year. Like it, it was, it, that was a mess. And so while it's an, while it's an example of the GM coming forward and addressing a controversial subject, it turned out to be like basically the only time he really did that. There were a couple smaller examples here and there. Um, but there weren't like big press conferences. And I just thought that what polls did today was smart for a few different reasons. One is, as you already hinted at, he flipped the narrative pretty quickly. Like Roquan Smith stole the narrative this morning and polls took it right back. Okay, so right there, that was a good move. And then second, I think... I think Polls got a lot of credit and deservedly so in coming off like a GM who kind of knows what he's doing after that press conference, was a, which was a stark contrast from about 8 o'clock this morning, the way people were talking about him. So I think right there, it just goes to show you that he's got a sense for, hey, I can do business, but when the time is right, I can also deliver a message to the fans and be transparent when it is warranted. And I think that is refresh, refreshing. He delivered a message to Roquan Smith, too. Can we not lose sight of this? Sure. Well, well, speaking of losing sight, this is what he actually said. And I quote from Ryan Poles today. We can't lose sight that this isn't about one player. My job is to build a roster that's going to sustain success for a long period of time. And at the end of the day, we have to do what's best for the Chicago Bears. That's not as harsh as the words that Roquan Smith used in his statement, but that's a pretty strong statement right there from Ryan Poles. I think it is. You disagree? Yeah, I, think, um, I don't disagree. I think it's no. I think it's, but it's also. I think what was so well calculated from, and it was pretty much all in his opening statement. He took like four questions at the end, but even that part was from the opening statement. It was smart of him to be like, "Hey, I feel like I feel like I, the need to 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 address this." Okay, then he sh- starts by showering Roquan Smith with a bunch of praise, which was another good savvy move. And then he flipped into some transparency about his honest thoughts about how disappointing he is that they're even in this situation. And then he got to what you're talking about, which was more of the front office's philosophy. Which before he said that, he talked about how 
as a as an organization, they believe in rewarding homegrown talent, which I think is an important thing here that the rest of the locker room does pay attention to. And I do think that part of this equation for Ryan Poles, from that standpoint, is to not lose any goodwill with the players if he's in a situation where Roquan Smith actually starting for a different team week one. But to still lay it out and get to that point, which is good, smart business, and remind everyone that, hey, this isn't just about one player. It's about the whole team and building this roster up. And Roquan needs to realize that too. So, like, if you if you just run through everything I just said, that was a pretty well-prepared and delivered tactical approach, I feel like. And it took less than five minutes. Even with the questions. It was like 340. Yes. Less than five minutes. Even answered a question coming off the stage. Podium, lectern, what have you. Do you think Roquan Smith deserves to be the highest paid off the ball, off ball, linebacker in the NFL, surpassing Darius Leonard? Uh, No, I don't, because I don't think he's better than Darius Leonard. Do you think he's ahead of Fred Warner? And by the way, whether or not he's better than, than Darius Leonard, like... The, sometimes you just have to go with what the stats say too. Like that's factors into these contracts. And Darius Leonard has been the one who's been the first team all pro. And Roquan's been number two. As much as I've sat here and say that said that Roquan's been snubbed and everyone here listening to this knows how much I feel, how, how I, how I think he's such a good player. I don't think he deserves the top linebacker contract, but right there in that ballpark. Yes. To get on your second question because I think Fred Warner he's that's one of the guys who I'm not sure has deserved to be ahead of him some of these times with the snubbing that's happened with Roquan Smith but yeah I mean you could like split the difference there and I think that's a fair range for him but does he think it's fair is that the range he wants to be in I guess this is where the two sides have to come to the table and figure it out but he's the one at the table like are you telling him that Darius Leonard is better than you well, like say what? you're Cliff Stein, because Cliff Stein's probably the one leading these negotiations, right? He's he's back in charge of that. Yeah. And Cliff Stein goes, These are the numbers, Roquan. He's not talking to an agent. He's talking to Roquan. And we don't know what you're gonna be in Maddie Reflux's defense. This is what we have right now. These are what our projections could be. Right now, we think you're behind Darius Leonard. How do you think that sits with Roquan Smith? Look, I think Roquan's argument when it comes to Darius Leonard is, well, now I'm playing in Darius Leonard's defense. And if I had been playing in this defense at this position that you're now putting me in for all these years, I would have the numbers that he has. So he's projecting those for himself. Which I think is a fair stance to have. I don't think it's realistic to then expect the Bears to all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're just better than him. You know, and I and I also would respect the Bears from the other side pointing at Fred Warner's contract, pointing at Fred Warner being ahead of him in some of these accolades, and being like, you know, regardless, this isn't where how you stack up. So as at least as a starting point, I can see why there is that gap. But I also don't think this is that complicated. Splitting that difference seems to be a relatively uh Reasonable compromise to me. No, well, I would agree. 
But I'm not at the table. I'm at this table, my table. Not at that table at Alice Hall. Yeah. Um, do you think he's playing for the Bears week one? Today, yes. Ask me in a couple weeks from now, I may change my tune a bit. Because I think both sides, like after a trade request like this, after statements like Roquan Smith issued, there may be more conversations tomorrow at Hallisaw, but both sides probably will dig in a little bit. Would they not? Uh, maybe. But you mentioned that how you mentioned how polls answered a question walking off the stage. That question turned out because the press conference actually cut off if you were just watching it or listening to it. Um, that question was about how Roquan was out there and what Ryan Poles thought that meant. And his response was, I think he wants to be a Chicago Bear. I think he does, too. I think he does, too. Can we... The Bears have more leverage in this than Roquan Smith. Like He's under contract this year already. He is. At what, $9.2 million, $9.7 million? Whatever the fifth year option is, he's under contract. And you know what? They still have the franchise tag at their disposal after this season. You and I have talked about this before in the podcast, where I think some of the trepidation on the Bears' part was wanting to see what Roquan Smith could actually do in this defense. Sure, they want to sign him, but they want to see it too. Can't see it without him in practicing. I know what, I know where you're going to go with this. I think I know where you're going with this with your comment, but. They have more tools at their disposal than Roquan Smith. He's under contract. Well, the Bears have the, the leverage in this. Yo, I agree with you, and I think to that point, like I'm trying to pit, to picture this going all the way to like the first week of September. I, I don't know what card Roquan has to play. This I mean, is his ba- card. This this this, uh, this this is his move. That's why it comes off as a little desperate, this especially the- when you show up. To, to, to practice two hours later. Yes, this is the all-in move on the day of Family Fest. Like, you try to ruin Family Fest a little bit, even though you know you're going to show up. You include the owner in your statement. He spelled Wilbur Marshall's first name by the wrong, wrong by the way, I think. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But I, anyway, uh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Wilbur, Wilbur Marshall might. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like th- this is his all-in move. But, this is it. Yeah, and I get, and that's my like. So th- if if they just say we're not going to trade you, sorry, man. Um, so you can either play on the f- what, like you said, he's under contract. This isn't a franchise tag situation. Like sign the tag, not sign the tag. Like you play, you're under contract. You either play. Or you don't, and you forfeit the money, or you can take the deal we're offering you. I, I mean, that puts him in a situation where he's either got to play or not play. And I, I just, I find it, I, I tend to think it's not even going to get to that point. I still think there might be some common ground here. And it's August 9th. There's, there's, a, there's over a month. Uh, 
like I, I would have taken this more seriously. I think if it had been, if, if this statement from Roquan Smith had come out like right around Labor Day, because then it's like an oh shit, like they might not really have him, and they got to figure this out. So I like I almost feel like he played that card too early. What okay, this card? Well, maybe yeah, maybe negotiations on Monday didn't go well. Or Sunday, whenever the last time they talk. So, all right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, anything else? No, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. But it, it is interesting. I, I do think the lack of an agent is playing a factor here. I think there's only two comparisons you need, two comps. It's Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. That's contract and production. That's it. See where this goes. Yeah, I, I think the only reason this doesn't get done if, is if we find out the Bears are like way lower and that Ryan Poles just like really doesn't believe in paying this yeah. specific position. But like he's not going to use the words record setting. Right. I agree. If that's the case. Right. He's not going to go go out there and say like we believe in signing our homegrown players if he doesn't believe in signing his homegrown players, you know? And, and by the way, if they're not trying to take advantage of him not having an agent, then they're not doing their jobs correctly. Like, this is business. That's how this stuff happens. So if you're going to go into it not having an agent, you can't be surprised when the offer comes in and there might be a few things in there that are like, oh, wait a minute. Like, they're trying to take advantage of me not having an agent here. Well, duh. And if you figure it out and you call them out on it, fine. You'll probably find some common ground. But um, I don't think that that part should be a surprise. Before we go, you have any uh, thoughts on the first unofficial depth chart for the Chicago Bears? Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. I honestly haven't even looked at it yet. It was very nice of the Bears, though, too. I'm sure they weren't trying to bury that at 848 in the evening. I'm sure that they were actually just sending it out 10 minutes before they knew we were going live on the show. They did it for us. Yeah, of course. Um, Man, well, I got to tell you, I really do not care about it. Can I just <laughs> go through the offensive line? Yes. Thank you for putting Braxton Jones at left tackle and not making us... Like a weird know, thing? Yes, because teams do that every now and then. So you got Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick... The backup center being Sam Mustafer. Right guard, Michael Schofield. Not even messing around with that. Right tackle, Riley Reef. Number one backup at right tackle is Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins. It's late. Left tackle backup, Larry Borum. Rookie <sighs> Tyler Gordon also listed as a defensive starter on defense. Oh, Jaquan Brisker as well. Yeah, so this is basically what we saw in practice. Yes. Today, I mean, like, they're not, yeah, they're not really playing any games. I guess with the exception that Larry Borms had like 95% of his snaps at right tackle. But Tevin Jenkins is also back, and that is what it looked like today on the second team when uh, when they were both out there. Um, it was interesting to see Al-Qadid Muhammad listed as a backup. Starters being Robert Quinn and Travis Gibson. 
Number one kick returner, Khalil Herbert. Number one punt returner, Daz Newsom. So the only, only reason that doesn't surprise me is because when you watch it, Quinn and Al-Quadi Muhammad usually do rush from the right side. It's true. They're kind of both on that same side. So it makes sense that Gibson's listed as the left end. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really see anything uh, wide receiver-wise. Let's look at that. Uh, Valus Jones, Byron Pringle. Nope, that mean it. With all those guys hurt, with Pringle hurt, Bayless Jones hurt, Dante Pettis hurt, Nikhil Harry hurt. Those are all the guys listed as second and third stringers. Like, it's been Tajay Sharp, Isaiah Coulter out there the last couple days. In terms of, like, roster battles. Yeah. Like, if you want to know who the top six receivers are right now for the Bears, it's Mooney, St. Brown, Pringle, Bayless Jones Jr., Dante Pettis, Nikhil Harry. Those Mm -hmm. are your top six receivers. Did you mention Thomas Graham Jr.? I did not. He's listed like all the way towards the end of the corners. That's kind of interesting. That's not good. Is that just because he's hurt? But other players are hurt, and they're still listed. Roquan Smith is listed as a starter. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. This is another sort of minor refreshing thing, Johns. This is actually... There's no games being played on this depth chart. Which is refreshing. Yeah. All right. One final question for you. Say the Bears, like, enough is enough. Okay, we'll, we will trade you. What's his market like? What do you think the Bears could get for Roquan Smith? Uh, so this is an interesting thing because I don't – best case scenario is like a late first-round pick, probably more realistic, a second-round pick. Type thing. Um, and I find that very interesting because this guy was the eighth overall pick. He's been a success. And yet, you can't sign him. You're struggling to sign him for a second contract, so you have to trade him, and you can't even get... You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it speaks to the position. Like almost like you shouldn't be drafting this position that high. Uh, some scouts will tell you finding three down linebackers is extremely difficult, though. Why? Well, and I'm kind of in that in that that point too. I I think just look at the fact that like if we're going to talk about a wide receiver contract, there's been like 12 wide receivers who've been paid ridiculous money this year. When it comes to comps for Roquan's contract, you said it earlier. It's Fred Warner and Darius Leonard. That's it. That's it. There's not that many of these guys out there, and I and I do think that that um, should matter. But I, I I almost feel like the Bears get more value out of paying him and keeping him than trying to trade him. Especially because he's not that old. He signs a four-year deal. He's still, you're still safe by the time he gets to 30. So the Rams traded what? Two first-round picks? A fourth-round pick? What else? Is that it? The Jalen Ramsey move? It was two oh, first-round yeah. picks and a fourth-round pick. Yeah. 
Khalil Mack, multiple first rounders. First round picks. Yeah. But now you're talking about positional value, premier positions, right? Pass rusher, cornerback. Like in most cases, they're valued higher by nearly every organization than inside linebacker, are they not? So maybe you could get a late round first. Maybe. Two twos? Two twos? Would you do two twos for Roquan Smith? Uh, I mean, I would. It depends on the team, though. I mean, two that's two, part two twos and a sixth. That's part of the problem. Like every high twos, high, like high twos. Every team can use a wide receiver. I, I Roquan Smith kind of has to. It has to be the right team that wants this specific type of linebacker in their defense. So you know, like Dallas, maybe something like that. I feel like he could have success in Tampa. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think he has value, but I don't know that that necessarily. Yes. But I, I don't. I, you're not getting a top 10 pick for him, though, probably. Which is what he was when you drafted him. That's what I find fascinating about this. I don't know. I. Uh, I, I guess you got to look at it this way. Like, if you're the Bears, would you rather have Roquan Smith next year, or would you rather have uh, what's probably going to be like a, at least a top fifteen first round pick, and multi, and then multiple second round picks? Or Roquan Smith. Two years. Smith is a. To me, he's. You know what he is. And he's a fit for this defense. He's a known commodity. He's not a a draft pick that you don't know how he's going to pan out. I find it very hard to believe that the Bears are going to be looking at that contract, you know, four years down the road and be like, ah, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. It would take the right team to trade for him. Yeah. The Rams just operate differently in terms of valuing. He's <laughs> tired. I'm tired. First round picks. Bengals, maybe. Late first. Not sure their scheme, but. Seahawks, Sean Desai's out there. Yeah. I don't think the Rams have any room left to pay them, but. Chargers, maybe Brandon Staley wants them. There you go. I don't know. I think he. Like you said, maybe this maybe we feel different in a couple weeks. I think I think Roquan Smith. I still feel like he's on the field week one. Again, if he's on the field two hours after demanding a trade, I feel like he's on the field for the first freaking game. Doing sit ups and calisthenics. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh well that was fun. Glad we knocked this out. Appreciate everybody tuning in, watching live, uh, and, of course, listening to it as a podcast if you didn't even know we were live. This should be probably listening to this on a Wednesday morning. Back at House Hall tomorrow. 10 a.m. Hopefully it's a little bit of a lighter day. Probably see Roquan Smith come out around 11, taking some team drills. But if he's not, nah, he's there. Yeah, he's probably going to. If he was there today, he's going to be there tomorrow. Yes. 
Maybe there's a contract done by tomorrow morning. No. I'll check uh, Ian Rappaport's that would be surprising. Twitter account at 7.44 a.m. That would be surprising. But so was releasing this statement today, asking for a trade. We'll see where it goes. All right. Um, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Again, Johnsy's thoughts up on theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Bears Things newsletter dropping tomorrow morning. Still time to sign up. Go to allchgo.com. Hit the join button up there on the top. Um, you can sign up for, I think it's like 50 cents for your first month. If you're on the fence, get the newsletter tomorrow morning, just like that. Um, Thanks to our producer, Kent. I think we're... Are we dropping that uh, special episode later this week? Is that the plan? Yeah. little teaser. little teaser. John's been doing some work behind the scenes. That uh, if you listened a few episodes ago, we were going to do some homework on how Justin Fields compares to some of the other young quarterbacks in the league in their development during training camp. So special episode coming your way Thursday. And then there's a preseason game Saturday. Let's not forget about that. The Chiefs. Matt Nagy's revenge. Matt Nagy will be back at Soldier Field. He will be present. Holy crap, did that field look like crap today. <laughs> and I don't care if Elton John played there Friday night. <laughs> I was at the Chris Stapleton concert at Wrigley Field. The Cubs played there two days later, and it looked fine. Yes, yes. it looked like I don't. I don't know if Elton John took a jackhammer to the thirty-yard line. Like, what were they possibly doing at that concert? Like, if you think that factored into them not having like the end zones ready and not even like a C in the middle of the field, then you're fooling yourself because the Bears have a long the one end zone. Re- the seats were missing. <laughs> I know. For Family Fest, where they put all the fans down by the field. Yes, yes. It's not surprised. This is probably the mayor's last effort. Like, all right, here's your Family Fest, minus some stands. (laughs) (laughs) Where did the first 15 rows go? I don't know. They're in Lori Lightfoot's backyard right now. She's throwing them in her garage. See you at the opener. Maybe. What a cluster Soldier Field is. Oh, my goodness. All right. Talk to you Thursday. See ya. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator.